When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and today I'm joined by Eric Colley. How are you, Eric? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. We got some deep, dense stories today. This Danny Masterson story is taking over the internet. Um, Particularly this morning, everyone's looking at this old Conan O'Brien clip where Conan kind of hints at knowing about these allegations really cryptic and and weird it really is so we're going to talk about that we'll also talk about cardi b and megan the trainer megan the trainer trainer. (laughs) oh my god megan Megan the trainer you confused megan the stallion with megan trainer megan the trainer are you serious Megan the Stallion. <laughs> they couldn't be more opposite to be honest i think both are all about that base hey that is true facts facts well cardi and the Stallion, they have a new song out called Bongos, all about their bongos at the right. back. The back bongos. Um, but to begin with, Jimmy Fallon, man. Another, you know, big story about a toxic workplace. Um, Rolling Stone put out an article saying twelve, cur- no, two current and 14 former uh, employees were complaining about it, um, which has caused Jimmy Fallon had to apologize to his staff. But it's just crazy that we're hearing more of these it was Alan DeGeneres with the talk show host, Toxic Environment. Now it's Jimmy Kimmel. It's no, always Jimmy, the, it's, it's Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. It's always the people that are kind of like America's sweetheart. It's you know, weird. Like, like people said that like with Rosie O'Donnell back in the day, like her show, she was, you know, oh, Rosie's so fun. Everybody loves her. And then people said that about her workplace. Ellen DeGeneres, of course, everybody loved yeah. Ellen. And then, no, actually, it's a nightmare. Jimmy Fallon is like the fun, good guy that everybody loves. And now all these people are like, no, it's terrible. People said they had crying rooms. They would go hide in. Crying They rooms. said that basically that you just never knew what Jimmy you were going to get from day to day, that he could mm. be like super fun and jokey one day. And then if he was in a bad mood, everybody had to be in a bad mood. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it is crazy how these always happy, always positive. What was Ellen's sign off? Like be good to each one another. Yeah. Something like that. And it's just like, you weren't being good. But like, I also think that we all have good days and bad days. And when you're like at the, at the helm and when everyone talks to you every day, like, if everyone had to talk to me every day, some days I'd just be. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, it's funny you say that because I'm like, I don't know if this is like a hot take, but I, this doesn't sound that horrible to me. Yeah. And maybe you just, you know, it's something we've gotten used to. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, the Tonight Show, of course, is a very high stress environment. Yes. It has to be, and particularly for Jimmy Fallon, uh, you know, he is the face of it. Mm. And whatever mistakes are made, anything that happens, he will be the face of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if he's being really horrible to people and, and, and people in, in the, the uh, executives are saying, like, all these allegations are kind of old, old news, that it's not like that anymore, that Jimmy had some problems and there were some growing pains. It's not like that anymore. But still, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm being a little, uh, you know, not sympathetic here, but people are like, it was so stressful and it was so hard. Well, of course it is. It's The Tonight Show. Like, yes. It, it, it's it a is very fast-paced. Yeah, it's a fast-paced, high-stress environment. And... Maybe he made it worse. I don't know, but it's not for everybody. Like us, their workplace has to produce television content each day. And you've got a certain amount of, I mean, theirs is live. 
but you've got it, it, you've got certain amount of time to do this. It's, you, there's lots of constraints. Like you're an editor here, right. Primarily, as well as being our go-to music guy. Um, so you're responsible. You've got like an hour or so to edit, yeah, we to have, get it done. The, like our show that airs in the evening is the one we shoot that morning. Yes, we turn that whole thing around and like. Three, two and a half, three hours every day. And I imagine in it's those stressful. two and a half, three hours, you've got, you know, different people going, where is it, Eric? Where is it, Eric? Right. There's, there's days where like sometimes like, you know, you got to pee and you're like, I just gonna have to hold it for an hour because <laughs> I have to get this on air. But that's, that's not anybody's fault. That's just the nature of it. But if Rolling Stone called you up and you gave him that account, they'd probably publish never right. given pee breaks. <laughs> but, but that's the facts, right? But the, yeah, and it's not like nobody's like, people aren't preventing me from going to the bathroom or anything. It's just some days it's like, I just, I don't have time right now. Right. And you know, and you know, like with you, like getting a shot sometimes when you're out in the field, like there's a lot of stress on that yeah. and getting the right question and you only have a minute to get it. There's I, a lot of pressure on you to get it right in that moment. I actually live in, I live the good life. I've got the best <laughs> job ever. I don't stress about that you stuff, do, You man. do get nap breaks that other people don't. Yeah, it's hard to stress um, while you're asleep in your car. But but I, 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 maybe, like I said, if, if Jimmy was being a tyrant, that's different. But yes. just people are saying like, oh, writing for a late night show is my dream job and it was so hard when I got there. Well, yeah. Mm. You know, like being a doctor or a firefighter or a cop, those are high stress jobs. I wouldn't want that job. No. And I would expect if I did, it's going to be hard. And also these stories only come out about workplaces in the entertainment industry, because if it came out about, you know, a, a fire, like it, yeah. it, about a fireman who came out and said like my sort of, what do they call where firemen hang out? A fire station? A fire Firehouse? station. Like the fire station is too stressful. Like that wouldn't make news because like, okay, you know of what I mean? It, it, only, it only makes news because it's Jimmy Fallon. Right. You know, it's, and so I feel like there's probably a lot of workplaces like this um, where it is high stress. Where, well, what he was accused of Jimmy Fallon is being dismissive, being irritable and being erratic, which led to a toxic workplace. I would have thought there's a lot of bosses out there that fit that description. Right. And I'm sure there are days where he's super stressed. And there's a lot, like I said, a lot of it ultimately is on his shoulders because he is the star of the show. And you're right, I think also it's because, you know, we don't hear about these other things, one, because of the celebrity factor, but also you assume a firehouse or a police station is gonna be a high stress, crazy environment. You know yeah. a hospital ER room is gonna be, you know, the ERs are crazy. These shows like Ellen and Jimmy, particularly, like I was saying, they project this air of it's fun and good times and everybody's just in a good mood all the time because that's television. That's television. That's Nobody what they wants say to watch TMZ. it be stressful. Right. At TMZ, they, they watch the TMZ show and we're all laughing and, you know, patting right. each other on the back and they're like, it must be so fun. <laughs> it's so funny how often we, we all hear that. Like, hey guys, you guys must have so much fun at work. And you know, being fully honest, we do. Yeah, we do. We do have a good time in the room, but there's a lot of work to make that yes. happen every day. And that's the trade-off. That's how it works. Look, Jimmy's apologized. He um, got on a Zoom because the writer's strike's happening right now. So it's not even like they're taping the show. Right. So he got on a Zoom with some employees and said, look, I'm sorry. I feel bad. It wasn't my intention. I'll do better. Um, but yeah, as I say, well, they're not even producing the show right now because of the writer's strike. So it's not like anything can be done right now. Right. And, and and again, NBC is saying that, like as they said, of the 16 people they spoke to, 14 are former employees. They're like, this is old news. These are, you know, issues that have been addressed and fixed, and it's not like that anymore. Right. I mean, and, and former employees tend to be disgruntled at times. Of course. There's a reason they're former employees <laughs> yeah, a lot of the I time. I mean, but. exactly. So, I mean... I'm not sort of holding Jimmy over a barrel for this, I don't think. I mean... Yeah, me if, either. If, they, if, if this exists, and hopefully this will mean that going forward, he'll be a better, less erratic boss. But it doesn't seem like something we should cancel him for. No, or, it just know. seems like, eh, 
it's a stressful workplace. Yeah. I assume it is. Yeah, exactly. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, on to our next story. Danny Masterson. Uh, well, he was given 30 years uh, for two counts of rape. Um, so he's currently in prison and he's under 24-hour surveillance with guards coming to check on him every 30 minutes because, you know, you, you worry about his mental state. Right. Uh, and, and it's crazy. I mean, 30 years. I, I don't know. When I saw that, I was surprised it was that much. And it's 30 years to life. Um, but you know, the, the, the prosecutors and of course the two Jane Doe's that accused him said that they think 30 years is not enough. Mm. They're like you destroyed our lives. You're a monster and this is what you deserve. And there were more women who like didn't have enough evidence to come to trial. So it wasn't just these two women that were accused. He had, he had many accusers, um, most of whom, including Danny, were in the church of Scientology, which gives this an extra layer of just confusing. It's, it's just a bit weird because, I mean, these women say that for these 20, it was 20 years ago, these rapes happened, um, that they were silenced by the church. Well, that's part of the interesting thing of this is it's sort of an indictment of Scientology, too. Absolutely. These women are saying that he was protected and basically he was untouchable because he was so famous mm -hmm. and so successful that the church was like, no, you, you can't accuse him of anything. So they said they were sort of stifled by the church. And we'll see what comes of that. If anything, right. but uh, and a little, weird little interesting wrinkle in all of this is a Conan O'Brien clip that has surfaced from 2004. Uh, Conan was interviewing Danny Masterson. I guess this would have been probably right after that 70s show, maybe right around that time. Um, and Danny Masterson's talking about how he, you know, he had been in L.A. so long he lost his Long Island accent, but sometimes certain words he still would. Um, we have the we have the audio of that, right? Yeah, let's play it now. You you uh, you have no accent though you have no Long Island accent that I can discern. Not really. I've been in LA for like ten years, mm -hmm. and it just goes away naturally, right? It, it goes away naturally, and then there's also certain words that there's nothing you can do about. Like my friend Bodie Elfman, he always teases me, and he says, "Hi, my name is Danny Masterson. Would you like to touch my balls?" <laughs> you know, doing no. imitation of me because certain so words. Why you just are you can't asking people with. to do that? That's the more important question. I mean, you got them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Accent aside, everybody should grab. That's the more important thing. Exactly. Um, I've heard about you, uh, and you'll be caught soon. I know you will. I will. So is that a joke or does Conan know something? That is weird because just the saying that I've heard about you, is kind of a funny, like, oh, I've heard that you like people to touch your balls, but, uh, saying <laughs> you'll be caught soon. I know you will. Like it, it could just be like, I don't know, people putting the pieces together now and they're right. like pointing to it. And it that could just be a joke and him not know anything. I can, I can see that. But I it could is... also see Conan O'Brien yeah. had heard some things and was not going to let this guy just go by without saying something. Well, he is. Conan is looking down at his paper. He's not staring Danny in the eyes directly. It's almost like he's delivering the joke a bit uncomfortably, like he knows, oh, this is a big joke. This right. is a dark joke. Um, so 
if he did know something, then it was a bit public knowledge. This was in two thousand four. I think I think I, people had heard about things really okay years before this trial happened. People were there was like whispers of like, oh, I heard he's kind of a creepy dude or this or that. Mm. Um, I've seen some people like on on formerly Twitter X now I guess uh, saying. You know, Conan O'Brien was a writer for The Simpsons, so of course he could predict the future. Right. Because, you know, we always say The Simpsons can predict, you know, from Trump's presidency to lots of other things, The Simpsons predicted it. So maybe Conan O'Brien could see the future. Damn, but... I didn't know he wrote for The Simpsons. Yeah, he that's, was, awesome. that's where he got his big start. You know who else is interesting in this whole case is the wife of Danny, Bijou Phillips. Right. Who is, I mean, I've been reading more about her this morning than him. She's led a very interesting life, daughter to the mamas and papas, like... Uh, John Phillips, yeah. The papa, I assume? Yeah, I think, yeah. Or Michelle Phillips, but, yeah. Yeah, um, and also, she was on that movie Almost Famous. Right. She was a big part of Almost Famous, which is kind of an appropriate title for her life because she's always been around fame, but not directly famous and herself. not just fame, but infamy. Like, you know, her parents, like, there's, like, a lot of stories around that. There's some dark stories. Yeah, John Phillips, there's some dark stuff. Danny Masterson now, there's some, obviously, dark stuff. And they have a kid together, like a, a young kid, and now she's going to be basically raising this kid by herself. Mm. So I, she's in a weird place right now. She is. And you know who's responsible largely for this whole thing is Leah Remini. Um, the, the women who were uncomfortable to come forward, who lived in the Church of Scientology, you know, supposedly when they saw what Leah was doing publicly with her documentaries and stuff, one of them went to her and said, what should I do? I think she empowered a lot of people. She empowered a lot of those people. I mean, which is amazing. What a purpose, what, yeah. what an amazing thing she's done for countless women, I assume. Right. And, and I think history is going to be really kind to her. And it's funny, you know, I, I think of her still as kind of like the king of queens and, right. and that stuff. But I think her kind of activism now is what she'll be known for. Mm, absolutely. Okay, then. On to our last and definitely Something lighter. <laughs> the lightest story. Um, Cardi B's got a new track. With Megan the Stallion. Not Megan the Trainer. Not Megan the Trainer. Uh, it's called Bongos. And it's about butts. And it's, it's exactly what you think it is. It's kind of like bung, bada, bung, bada, bung. You know, everybody <laughs> has a bongos on someone's butt at some time. Right. Right? Um, but it is the most, it's so sexually charged. It's almost more WAP than WAP, to be honest. You said, I thought it was a little bit less. Oh, really? Do you remember the WAP video? Uh, I'll have to refresh my memory. Oh, I, I remember we used, when we did clips of it on the show, I was having to go through and black bar all the boobs in it because they're like just random boobs in the hallways and stuff. It was a nightmare editing clips from that video for, for air. This one, eh, it's, it's a little bit more TV okay, okay. safe. Maybe, maybe the music video, I mean, the music video is still like... It's I mean, quite, it's still, it's, super, it's what you'd think it would be. It's what you think it would be, but also it's all about butt and things that you might like to do to a butt <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty. It's very Cardi. It's her first yeah. single since she came out with her debut album back in two thousand. Well, it's not. It's, it's not her first single, but it, it's interesting. So yeah, she's released one album. Her okay, second album yeah. has never happened. Like WAP was never on any album. Oh. Her song Up from two years ago, number one hit, also not on an album. Oh, okay. So if this song goes to number one, and it might, if she puts all these songs on her second album, it's already got three number one hits on it, and it hasn't yeah. even come out yet. Oh, interesting. So she's been taking her time with this. It's why, been years. Why is she taking so long to come out with a new I, album? I don't know. She Earlier this year, she's like, I promise this year, like the label's telling me it's got to come out. Like mm. she's just been taking her time with it. And obviously, you know, we cover Cardi a lot. She's had other things happening in her personal life. Yeah. She and Offset, there's always some drama. Right. So she's, uh, this hasn't really been a huge priority for her, but maybe now we're finally going to get the album. Yeah, it's like, uh, it surprised me that she hadn't come out with an album since then because she's been ever present in our, li right. in our entertainment lives. Um, 
And for Megan the Stallion's part, uh, this is her first release since that whole Tory Lanez right. like, go- going away thing. So it's a big comeback for these two women. And I mean, I think it's going to be a big song. It's like, going to be a big song. It's no, it, So Olivia Rodrigo's album came out today too. Ah. So there's, there's some competition, but this has a, a decent shot at number one. Do you think they could beat Olivia Rodrigo? She seems like she's like... For singles? Could be. Because also, remember the thing we got the video of, of Cardi holding like some CDs that are available on her website and oh. she was rubbing them on her boobs? I love that. And so that's gonna, that could sell just enough extra copies to cinch number one for her. That is the most genius marketing campaign of her. If you hadn't seen the video, she's like signing all these CDs, whatever CDs are. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. You're not that young. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was signing all these CDs and as she was doing it, she was licking them. She's putting it on boobs, putting right. it on her butt. Um, if if you go, if you receive one of those albums, I mean, that'd be worth a lot of money. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing. But we were like, you know, who buys CDs? That's the thing is, you know, if you're trying to get a number one song, and she clearly is. Say she sells three to five thousand CDs, which is not a ton. Yeah, but that could be enough to make her number one. Why five thousand? Yeah, if it's that close with like the streaming numbers, yeah. you just need a little edge to put you over, and that might be it. Oh, because that's you... why artists do this. That's why Taylor Swift has like 19 different covers for her albums. I know. Because she has just enough fans who'll buy all of them that'll push her over the edge. I know some fans, I'll buy 10 of those albums just to try to get you to number one. A lot of K pop bands, that's why they sell these weird deluxe CDs with like trading cards and stuff, because they can sell enough copies to fans to get number one. Is that Taylor Swift movie coming out in a few months or in a month? Um, uh, it's coming out in October. Is that going to contribute to anything towards her streaming or numbers? Just or... that people will see the movie and then go listen to the albums. Yeah. She's... It's all just marketing. And Cardi's very good at marketing, too, back to that. like So I think she, she can probably get number one. Yeah. It's, it's genius marketing. It's a game. It's a game, and some people play it better than others. What are you doing if you receive the Cardi B, like, rubbed on my butt album? <laughs> but you don't know if it is or not. Oh, true. I mean, she, she actually said in the video, it's scratch and sniff, so maybe there would be a way. <laughs> and you a, would be the weirdo to try it. Oh, I put it in a glass case. I mean... You don't want that scent to go away? No, no! <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. It's You're such a weirdo. Cardi's bongo? <laughs> Thank you very much, Eric. Always a good time. Always a good time. Thank you, guys. We'll see you here next week. Bye.